year again when uh, churches are having missions conferences and uh, many are planning ahead for missions trips for 2023. Hard to believe we're talking about 2023 already, but we are we are moving quickly in that direction. Now, some people I have talked to about missions trips, what's what we're going to talk about today is why you should participate in a missions trip. For anyone who is interested in Christian service, perhaps you're going to be a preacher, a youth leader, a, even a teacher in a Christian school, or maybe you think God is calling you to missions work, then you definitely should plan on taking a missions trip. And I have three reasons why I think you should go on a missions trip. Number one is you learn to pray for the missionaries. Number two, you learn the needs of the field. Three, you learn what God wants you to do. So you can learn these three things and no matter where you end up in life, if you're desirous to serve the Lord and you want to help others to share the gospel, then participating in a mission trip will definitely help you. So let's start with number one, learning to pray for missionaries. It was about, about 10 years ago, um, I was preparing for a year-long missions trip, missions internship. And there were many questions that I wanted answered during the, it was exactly 360 days that I spent abroad. I had many questions. But one of my biggest questions, because I, I didn't know, is this God wanting me to go into full-time missions? Or is this just a opportunity for me to, for a year, work and see what missions life is like? I didn't know for sure. But one of my biggest questions was and how to pray for missionaries. Growing up in a Christian church environment, I have throughout the years, I have heard hundreds of missionaries speak. And I've read my fair share of missionary letters. But something that I could not fully come to grips with was what was missionary life like? We read the missionary biographies and some letters that are filled with the high points of missionary life, the joys, triumphs, uh, an occasional sorrow or trial, but what about the mundane? What did an ordinary day look like? Well, what does that look like? The image in my imagination that I had conjured up um, of the perfectly idyllic setting of a missionary that they would rise before dawn to pray and read the Bible, then they would go to meet someone for a Bible study, they would witness to a group of people, spend time studying the Bible, and then they would go to bed to start again the next day. That's what many missionary books tend to, uh, that's what they tend to show, or missionary letters, just you're trying to give the highlights, it's the highlight reel. And, you know, what is it like to go about renting a property, building a house, fixing the electric after a big lightning storm, uh, driving two hours away to visit the bank, buy groceries, depending on what country you're in, possibly being accosted by the police for strange reasons, uh, have your brakes go out on a hill, and myriad of other things that can take place. You, I wanted, and, and these are things that are from my experience after having that year, uh, those are the things that don't often get talked about among missionaries, yes, they're talked about but to the average person, because you can't, many people cannot grasp, uh, unless you live on like a, a ranch way out in Texas, it, it's shocking maybe to you to have to drive two, three hours to go buy groceries. That might you know, be something you just cannot comprehend. But it is the reality of life for many missionaries in many fields. 
So for me, spending a year on the mission on a mission field seemed like a good way to see for myself the ups and downs of missionary life. And I have to say that the last few months I spent in West Africa uh, ran me through the full gambit of emotions. The 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 biggest highs, the not like I say deepest lows, but definitely some some lows and some frustration that happened uh, just because of circumstances, things that, that transpired uh, or were very difficult. And now, I'm not going to say that everyone should spend a year on a mission field, but when you do go, if you go on a just a one-week mission trip, you want to spend time with your group. You, you, you have to get to know your group. If you're going on a group, especially that's not uh, of your church friends or people, then it's a little bit different. You have to build some connections with that group. So, of course, that is important. But try as much as possible to observe the differences in culture. Watch what the missionary does. What is their home like? Ask questions about how, how do they run their washing machine? Is it run on solar power and <laughs> very small? Or does it take almost two hours to wash one load of laundry? Uh, solar power, had that experience in Africa. Um, a two-hour long load, I experienced that in Greece. Don't ask me why it takes so long. It took very, a very long time to get one load of laundry done. Now, there are things that we take for granted in the U.S. that missionaries have to deal with differently in another country. Um, try to spot some of these differences and ask the missionary about them. Learn what they have to deal with on a daily basis. You, you're only going to be there for maybe at the max maybe a week, two weeks, but try as much as possible to uh, learn, learn from them. Ask questions, but also be as observant as possible. Learn what everyday items you use that are available or not available in that country. It depends on the country. Uh, ask the missionary if, if there's time to take you to a grocery store so you can see the selection is it really big in some countries it might be huge but if you're in like a, a west african country a south american country some of those is it's going to be very small very different um what you can get and some of the things we take for granted that we can have delivered by amazon prime you may not be able to purchase in another country it's the only way you could get it is if someone uh, brings it to you in a package, and even then, customs, who knows if it will get there. So it's very important to learn how to pray for the missionary. Um, missions trip is designed for you to go and help. That is the very important thing. But we're looking at it from how the missions trip can help you. It can help you learn how to pray for the missionary. What are things that are going on? Um, what are things that they have to deal with it that seem Im implausible? It doesn't seem possible that that they would have to deal with, um, you know, maybe they have to go and draw water. Maybe they're in that remote of a location that um, they don't have a well that works properly um, to pump water up to the surface. You know, who knows? There are some very primitive uh, locations still around the world. Um, but make sure that you pay attention and try to learn how to pray for the missionaries. Second, and this, these two kind of go hand in hand a little bit because you're going to be praying about these things as well. But that's more like personally for the missionary. The missionary deals with on like a daily basis how to pray for them. But we also need to learn the need of the field. Have you ever driven around your town and noticed the variety of denominations, uh, church buildings that there are? Um, in my town, there are Lutherans, 
Catholic, Presbyterian, Calvinist, uh, Southern Baptist, we have Mormons, JWs, and we have a couple churches that are trying to be mega churches um, and some other smaller denominations as well. When you go on a mission trip, notice the different denominations in the city or cities you visit and talk to the missionaries about them. Do the other religious groups cause the missionary any problems? Some countries have a very strong hold, the, the religious groups have a very strong hold on the people. This would be very well seen in like a Catholic, a country that has a, a big Catholic influence. Um, lots of Catholic churches, people are very devoted. In Greece, uh, this is an experience I had, in Greece the main religion is the Greek Orthodox Church. And for missionaries there that can be a bit of a problem. Though most Greeks are, are non-practicing Greek Orthodox, many hold to its tradition. It's This is what our, our country's religion is, so we're holding on to that tradition, and they don't want anyone coming in trying to spread their beliefs and, and change the tradition of the Greek people. Um, and so that can be difficult for missionaries to to be able to, to, to talk to someone. Um, you know, they're, they're, I'm Greek Orthodox. I don't need what you have. I am Greek Orthodox. Um, but another problem, and this are, is something that I ran into, is that it can be difficult for missionaries, especially in Greece, because the Jehovah's Witnesses have gone in and they have caused a lot of problems. Uh, among the Greek people. They have been honest, <laughs> let's just put it that way, they haven't been honest with people and what they're trying to persuade them to do. And so when a, a Christian, a Baptist, goes out and tries to talk to people, they're very quick to think that you are a Jehovah's Witness because of the similarity in you know, your foreign, uh, the way you dress. It, it's, it causes a problem for a saved person trying to witness to a lost Greek. Um, so it may be the people that the missionary deals with are not truly opposed to the gospel, but there's hostility because of how it has been presented to them in the past by other groups. And so that's something a missionary has to deal with. This is also why, let me get on a little soapbox, I suppose, while on a missions trip, if a missionary specifically tells you to do or not to do something, that you should follow what they say. Think about it. You may only visit that city for one week, but that missionary will be there when you leave. It is your responsibility to be a good godly example while you are on a missions trip. And I'm not trying to say don't have fun, but be aware that I'm assuming most of my audience is American. That's the country I'm from, so I'm assuming that. So if you are an American listening, some people have an opinion about Americans and how we behave because of the many tourists that they've seen coming through or other religious groups. And so it is our responsibility to show the people of that country that we're different. We maybe follow the rules, <laughs> we respect their customs and traditions, where we're not, we're not maybe approving of all their customs and traditions, but we are respectful. Let me, let me give you an example. We went, I was in Trinidad, and there was a big Hindu mosque, or Hindu church, I forget what they call them exactly, uh, in, in, um, in Trinidad. And so we went to visit. Now, we stood outside and took pictures. We could have gone inside, but I think you had to like remove your shoes, maybe wear something specific, I, I don't recall the exact details at the moment. But we didn't go inside because we, none of us were willing to do that. 
So we weren't going to just barge our way in because we're Americans, we want to see the inside. We were respectful of the fact that this is what's required and we're not willing to do that, so we will stay outside and look at things that are out here, but we will not go inside. So that can help the missionary. Your whole purpose on the the giving side is to help the missionary, to benefit the missionary so that when you leave, he doesn't have to clean up a mess. He doesn't have to go back and apologize to people for how you behaved, for something you did, maybe something you broke, or just some way you disrespected the people. That's very important because you're wanting to help and aid and encourage people to see that, hey, there's something different about this group. These people what is it that they have that I don't seem to have? That's what we're wanting to do. It's what we're wanting to do to help that missionary. And so we have to be respectful. If they say to do or don't do something, follow what they say in the moment. Afterwards, say, hey, um, why couldn't we do that? Or why do we need to do that? Ask about that. Great. But don't argue with them right then. <laughs> Just do what they say because they know the culture Hopefully, I'm gonna I'm, I'll give you know, pause there for slightly, but hopefully they know the culture well enough to know what will not offend the people, and you don't want to offend the people. The gospel itself offends, but you don't have to do your actions and how you treat people, how you behave. You don't have to offend, so try to be careful with that. Um, also, learn from the missionaries, talking about you know, what the, the country is like. What is the med medical situation like? Are there good hospitals? Are they accessible to the people? Are they accessible to the people? How much do they cost? Things like that. Um, make sure you notice, uh, especially if you're vis visiting a country that is largely Muslim, Muslim, Hindu, Catholic. Look around you, notice the many places of worship. Notice if you can see people. Um, Notice if you can the people on their way to maybe a mosque, and just observe you know, what what do they do? How do they how do they handle themselves? It's, it's, it's very interesting to observe. When I was in Greece, I noticed as I rode the bus around a city that there were lots of these little like houses. It, to me, they almost look like the little free libraries that we have here in the U.S. or almost like a birdhouse kind of on, on like a little stand. Um, but in those little house-shaped boxes were candles for people to use for praying. And they were all over the city. So those little cultural things that um, you can see just help you to remember to pray. It's like, hey, yeah, I remember seeing, you know, every time I see the little library boxes now here in the U.S., I, I think of those little Greek houses. Um, and so it helps me to remember, you know, Greece and to, to think and to pray about Greece. And so it's, it's important. Get those little memories in your mind that will help you to pray for the situation that the missionary has to deal with. And now, lastly, learn what God wants for you. Does God want you to go? Does he perhaps want you to pray? Maybe he wants you to give. Each of these is important. Uh, there are so many needs on the mission field that even going on like a short-term medical or a building project can have a huge impact that opens up the door for the missionary on the ground to reach more people. Um, giving towards those endeavors can also help to make sure that the um, missionary has the supplies that he needs to be able to help the people. So make sure you're, you're, you're attuned to that. Now, I do want to say that going on a missions trip does not sign you up for full-time missionary work. 
but it should open you up to be willing to pray and give to those who are called to work full-time in another country. Now, in my opinion, Mark 16:15 reminds us that all of us are to share the gospel. And going on a trip abroad may open up your eyes to see the needs of the lost in your home country. I know after the very first mission trip that I went on, um, we were giving out tracts to everyone. Everyone was willing. Everyone took one. Then I, I came back to the U.S. and just a couple of days later, trying to pass out tracks at an event and nobody wanted them. I was like, oh wow, culture shock here. Uh, it's very different. You know, people were very accepting there, but did not want anything uh, of what I had to say uh, back in the U.S. So that opens you up. It helps you remember, hey, there's, there's a very warm areas people where people are very interested and there are very cold areas where people are not interested at all and we have to find what different ways to be able to break the ice and um, get to know those people and try to reach them with the gospel so there's different methods we have to use um, now sometimes you may feel on a missions trip that yes God wants you to go to the mission field. Um, I went on a mission trip with, I've been with lots of people, but this one person in particular uh, had desired to be a missionary, but over time saw God's hand leading her to work instead in translation and in work that would allow her to encourage others to prepare and go to the mission field. Uh, I'm hoping in the coming weeks, possibly after the new year, that I can get her on the show to talk about what God has done in her life. She has a very interesting story. But I say that to remind you that signing up for a mission trip, it's not signing a commitment letter saying you will be a missionary. You might find that's where God wants you. But you, regardless, you are a Christian, a Christ one, one who... I hope and assume has been saved and redeemed by the blood of Jesus Christ on the cross. And I have to say, when we accepted his free gift of salvation, we signed up then and there to be a witness to others of what Christ has done for us. Because how couldn't we share what he's done for us? He saved our soul for eternity. Why wouldn't we want to tell someone about that? It's a big responsibility, but one that either way carried on at home or abroad, it's worth every minute. Now, there are many groups out there that offer missions trips. If you happen to be Baptist, then you might be interested in the one that I'm going to recommend, and that is Baptist International Missions. Uh, I took one of their uh, trips that they call a Connect Trips, trying to connect you to missions. I took that back in 2016 and found it to be very well organized and, and focused on giving those participating every opportunity to speak with the missionaries, to serve, and to learn about the work taking place. If you have any questions about BIMI Connect trips, you can contact BIMI through the website or social media platforms. I'll include links in the episode descriptions. And if you want to ask me more questions about that trip, um, what it was like, any, any you know, pros and cons to it, uh, I'd be happy to answer them. Just send me an email or a message through Instagram. Thank you so much for listening to the God's Peculiar People podcast. Go this week and be more like Christ.